Chapter 31, Fireside Remus eventually manages to get Sirius up to the sofa, but that's as far as he can go before his body gives out on him, muscles collapsing over bone, sinew stretching too tight before snapping free like a rubber band let loose and springing rapidly. Remus stays with him, holds him close, murmuring apologies into his hair and ears that are useless and pointless because this will all be gone soon. Sirius will forever be trapped in that emptiness, and it terrifies him more than he thought anything ever could. They sit by the fireside for hours, breathing together, Sirius drifting away until Remus pulls him back with a tender touch to his side or neck, a press of lips to the top of his head, so familiar now, like they've been doing it for years and eons, spreading and stretching like searching fingers, winding through time, merging it into one place, here and now, just them as they are. At some point, skin works its way against skin, a hand sliding past the line of Sirius's trousers, fingers tracing the nearly clean path of the mark that exists of his hip that's still baffling to him. Tell me about it, asks Sirius in a near whisper when his voice finally returns to more than a croak of sound, lifting his head to look at Remus beneath heavy, drooping lids, every part of him riddled with fatigue he can do nothing about. Remus's hand stills on his hip, eyes searching out Sirius's own. He seems to hesitate for a moment even as his free hand drifts over the back of Sirius's head. There's not really much to tell, he murmurs. I wasn't paying attention to much. You were there, I remember you now, but it's like this vague memory, like you're a shadow I can't believe I ever missed for a second. You were singing, terribly, I might add, carrying on like the entire world was your stage. These drinks kept appearing before me, and I think I remember you hovering around, but I ignored you. I wasn't there for anyone, just trying to drown myself a little, but there you were in that laugh, just this bright, blinding light, drawing me in like a moth. I normally wouldn't, I don't usually do things like that so close to the moon. Control is, difficult to hold then, but you were impossible to resist. Sirius hums and Remus presses their foreheads together, a gentle connection that quickens Sirius's breathing. I still can't quite believe it was you, but now I'm not sure how I've missed it for so long, continues Remus just as quietly as before, voice a soft wisp of sound between them, breath warm as it hits Sirius's face, lulling his body to relax more from its tightly wound state. You were, beautiful, even in the dark and the dank. The sounds you made were intoxicating, something primal in them that made me, made that thing inside my head claw and howl for you, like he knew you were important. Remus stops and swallows thickly, Sirius able to hear it echoing in his ear. When I scratched you, I didn't even realize at first, and you didn't seem to notice either. It wasn't until we were done that I saw the blood on my fingers and I panicked. Ran. Like a coward. I didn't really have a choice. I had to go, I know that, but I keep thinking that maybe if I'd been able stay, none of this. If you'd stayed, it wouldn't have changed anything, interjects Sirius. I would have wandered off because I was too pissed to see straight at that point, guessing by the opera, and this still would have happened. The only difference is that maybe I never would have met you again. Maybe you wouldn't be here now. Maybe I'd be spending my last days alone. Don't say that, begs Remus, face pained. I'm not going to let that happen. Sirius stares up at him, seeing the hopelessness in his eyes reflected in his own.
I don't know what you can do to stop it, Remus, he says weakly. I'm stuck. Telling James anything is a bad idea. He won't believe it, I know him well enough for that. He'll accuse you of tricking him. He'll lash out. He's hurting and he'll make you hurt in return. I'm already hurting, whispers Remus, and he pulls Sirius in closer, clearly intending to stay this way for as long as possible, until a knock on the door interrupts their quiet, mournful solitude. When Remus swings it open after leaving Sirius on the sofa, Sirius's breath escapes him as he takes in the figure standing on the other side. His mouth falls open, like he's staring at a figment that shouldn't exist, something long buried in his memory. Andy, he exhales. Hello, Remus, greets Andromeda, the same regal stance in her posture Sirius remembers so well, sending a chill racing down his spine even as something in him calls out to her.